Our second scripture reading continues from Luke's gospel. It's chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on the account he could, of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He was gone to the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Amen. I'm going to start by saying something that preachers rarely say. And when they do say that, it, they even more rarely mean it. But I'm going to try to keep things brief today. We've been running over the past few Sundays. We've added several elements to our worship. We're celebrating communion today. So I'm going to try to cut it down a little bit. Zacchaeus is a story that many of us are familiar with. It's one that I groaned a little bit when I saw, because what else could we say about the little tax collector that wanted to see Jesus so badly he climbed a tree? The sinner that Jesus called down from the tree and went to his house who repented of his sins and said, whoever I did wrong, I will pay back four times. I will stop robbing people. I will be a good person. And that's how I planned on preaching it today. But then I did more study and more looking into the scripture, and I found a couple of very interesting things that really changed the way I look at it. The first is when it talks about Zacchaeus as a wee little man, as the song said. It said, he was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. Because he was short in stature. A friend and I were discussing this text this week and he said, it says he. How do we know it's talking about Zacchaeus? Maybe Jesus was short in stature. It doesn't point out. And that's when I started looking at the text in a different light. It doesn't matter if Jesus was tall or short. It doesn't matter what Jesus looked like. But it does show us that we can look at texts through a lens our whole lives and get so locked onto it 
that we refuse to look at it differently. For me, what I what happened was I started looking at it in Greek. And I looked at the verb tense. And Zacchaeus says, whoever I've wronged, I will pay back. If I've done wrong to anyone, I will pay them back four times. But that's not what the Greek says. In English, we use the present perfect tense. And, and grammarians, if I said the wrong tense, I apologize. I had the right tense written down in my notes, but um, verb tenses aren't my strong suit. But the Greek has the present tense. And that changes everything. Instead of saying, Zacchaeus saying, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And I have defrauded anyone of anything. I will pay back four times as much. Jesus saying, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I am giving to the poor. And if I defraud anyone, I pay them back four times as much. Instead of doing this in reaction to Jesus coming, it's something that Zacchaeus is already doing. And that changes the entire meaning of the scripture. And I looked at English translation after English translation, and they all use the future tense. And I started to wrestle about which tense is right. Is this something Jesus or Zacchaeus is going to do? Is Zacchaeus going to sell half of his possessions and give it to the poor? Or is it something that Zacchaeus already does? Now, I've shared with you guys that I'm a big nerd, that I'm a geek, that I love Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and, and uh, Game of Thrones and all that fun stuff. And if you watch enough science fiction or read enough science fiction, you'll come across the idea of multiverses, where there's many parallel universes where things could look completely different from one to the next. I remember in a classic Star Trek episode, this was explored where uh, Captain Kirk went to a parallel universe where all the good guys were evil. And you could tell this because Spock had a goatee, so it was <laughs> definitely evil Spock. But I wrestled with these two parallel universes of Zacchaeus. Which one is right? And I came to the realization that maybe sometimes the best question is one that's not answered. Is Zacchaeus a sinner redeemed by Christ? Or is Zacchaeus someone who already follows Christ, already does what's right? And Christ recognizes this. Maybe we don't need to answer it. Maybe there's power and beauty in holding these two things in tension. Maybe we create a kind of a Schrodinger's box with Zacchaeus. And at one time he is a sinner redeemed by Christ. And at the other time he is someone who already follows Christ and is already doing what is right. He's just seen as a sinner by the town people because he is a tax collector. And they've been done wrong by tax collectors before. Maybe by holding this intention, we can look more at ourselves and realize that, as Martin Luther said, that we are simultaneously sinners and saints. 
Martin Luther said a saint is someone who is redeemed by the grace of Christ, whose sins are forgiven. But then he recognized that while we are the forgiven, at the same time, in this life, we are imperfect. We are still sinners. So we are at the same time sinners and saints. And we hold that intention. Maybe by holding Zacchaeus' intention and holding this verse, the dual purpose of Zacchaeus, we learn more about ourselves. We see that we are broken people. That even though we follow Christ, we are still faulty. We still break God's heart. We still sin. But the good news is that we are forgiven by Christ. That Christ loves us. And there's grace in that. Amen.